Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Susan Steele joining us here today. We're going to talk more about anger management. And as an anger management provider and all she can do, uh, we're here today and we want to welcome her from Riverside, California to the show. How are you today? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. You're probably better because you have warmer weather than we do in New York, but I'm happy as well. <laughs> Tell us <laughs> yes, a little bit about, here. thank you. Tell us a little bit about what you do specifically. Well, I am a anger management provider, and my program consists of the neuroscience of anger. The clients that I deal with, it can be court-ordered, it can be through probation, it can be through child protective services, family law, anywhere that they are ordered or requested to take anger management, along with individuals who have recognized I have some anger issues here. Yeah. My marriage isn't going so well. I'm not getting along with my coworkers, my boss. I'm exploding. So I help them to really understand what anger is all about. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. Let me also find out to start. How do we reach out to you? Do you have a, a phone number or website? Any uh, you know any form of contact? Yes. Uh, the website is N as in Nancy, T as in Tom. S as in Susan, P as in Peter, NTSP, Anger Management. Uh, Google me, I will pop up. My email is ntspangermanagement at gmail.com. The phone number for the company is area code 951-323-1434. Perfect. Well, thank you for being here. So let's talk a little about anger. What is anger specifically? Exactly. What is anger? And a lot of people will say, oh, you're so angry. What we don't understand is anger is not the behavior. It's, it, it's the aggression that becomes the behavior that displays externally that we're upset about something. Anger is the secondary feeling that helps us to identify our primary feelings, such as disappointment, frustration, embarrassment, a trust issue. And if we listen to our body very closely, our body has indicators that tell us what we are feeling. The part here is a lot of us are not, we, we don't recognize what feelings we have. We can be hijacked by more than one feeling. We can feel embarrassed and disappointed at the same time. What I have found through my program and me as a child growing up, I was never taught about my feelings. It was always told, oh, just get over it. Versus if someone says, oh, I bet you that was very hurtful. Mm -hmm. It is similar to when we fall and we hurt our knee or our elbow. Right away, we're able to identify where that hurt is. And we're able to identify, this is painful. This hurts. I'm going to watch that nail in the wall and not walk by it and get scraped by it. But we don't listen to our heart. Our heart talks to us and tells us and sends messages to our brain that I'm hurting. I'm, I'm sad. I'm disappointed. Our heart has intelligence, and it sends messages to our brain to where the two parts that I work with, the amygdala, which is our reptilian part of our brain, and the executive functioning of our brain, which helps us to problem-solve and logic. 
But we have been so trained to ignore our feelings and that we don't listen to our hearts. And that's where anger comes in, is to help us to understand about the current situation and how it's either affecting us or triggering us due to our past trauma or past experience. Got it. Wow. All right, this is deep. This is great, though, because I think we all experience anger, but not everybody knows what it is, and let alone the neuroscience of it, if you want to kind of break down that. And, uh, yeah, I would love to hear more about this. And we're going to get into how, of course, you're helping at-risk children. Uh, and also we'd yes. love to get to know you further. So, uh, Susan, would you actually mind explaining a little bit about what brought you here to this career to help others? Could you share a little bit of your background? Oh, absolutely. I got involved with this because, um, gosh, I think it was about 2011. I wanted to volunteer and help, and I came across what is called CASA, the Court Appointial Advocate for Foster Kids. And the individual that's in the foster system, they're considered at risk. And what at risk means is that their life is not stable. So a CASA is a, the eyes and ears for that youth to report to the courts of what that child needs. Mm-hmm. In working with the youth, I recognize that there's a lot of anger, that they're not using anger appropriately. I mean, if we look at it, they were already taken away from their home, yeah. even though there was some unsafe environment. And they were placed in a home that they did not know anybody who they were. They're supposed to go to sleep in this home, wake up with this person, and not feel anything. So that gave me the insight that there is another component that I can help these children with. And that's when I became an anger management provider and helped them to understand what they are currently going through and help them with alternative behaviors and recognize that they're not dealing with this situation. And the trauma that has been in these at-risk kids' life, it's, it's really about not the trauma, but how the, uh, the trauma affected that child or person individual. And that's where I came, come into the neuroscience of anger management. My mantra is, once we know how our brain works, we can work our brain. And just by a mere thought can take us back to that traumatic incident, and we then react versus responding to the current situation. Well, can we break it down a little bit now in details as to, uh, you know, the work that you're doing? And I know you're helping a lot of at-risk children out there. We're talking about those uh, need of foster homes, incarcerated population, and, and regular population as well. Could you share a little bit about the services that can benefit people like this? Absolutely. Uh, any service that has a youth that is at risk of either being removed from their home possibly placed in juvenile hall, at risk for um, breaking the law, there's always a need behind a behavior. And it's the individual that doesn't understand that they're not expressing their needs appropriately. So these services can come into the foster system, into the juvenile hall, and help these children and individuals to understand what are they trying to really reach? What, 
what need. It's about meeting their need. And unfortunately, they at the time do not understand what their needs are. And it comes out of reacting, impulsivity. And unfortunately, that behavior causes more struggles for them in their life. Okay. I'm still here. <laughs> Was there anything more you oh, wanted? Okay. I don't know if you were taking a breath. <laughs> you mentioned the okay. struggles in their lives. Yes. And, you know, it. we probably can relate to it. We get upset, you know, let's say it's husband and wife, siblings, and we get upset and we start to aggressively attack the person we're talking with. After that has been calmed down and we recognize, man, that was really silly. Why did I get so upset? Yeah. It's what I call a open wound that we have mm-hmm. not healed from. And that's the pain in our heart. Something similar currently has triggered us and our mech gone back to two weeks, two years, even 10 years ago. And we are actually reacting on the similarity of the situation and not recognizing it has triggered my past. Let me give you an example of it. My mom, unfortunately, when I was raised, she we didn't recognize until later on in life, she had mental health issues due to her childhood. So she would always talk to me in a very rough tone of voice with condescending words. And I would hunker down and feel shame. And as I grow older, having friends that would talk to me in a tone, again, I would just withdraw. It wasn't until my 20s that I recognized that tone of voice is triggering me to my past memory of my mom talking to me in that tone. I didn't recognize I had not healed, and it was still an open wound that any tone of voice coming from anybody was triggering that hurtful, painful behavior feeling that my mom talked to me. And then I used what I call a a strategy technique, coping skill, of the I statement. And anger is really about how we are feeling. Once we identify how I'm feeling, we're able to express our needs and set our boundaries and let the person who we are interacting with let them know what my needs are. So I'll give you an example of the I statement. I feel disrespected when I'm talked to in a loud tone of voice with condescending words. I will withdraw and then we can't come to a solution for this conflict that we are experiencing. A lot of people want to put the blame into the word Anger management is about not blaming the other person and not trying to change the other person, but it's about how we are going to respond. And a lot of people will say, well, I feel disrespected when you talk to me in a loud tone of voice. You caused me, and now because your tone of voice, we can't come to a a solution. That you word definitely puts the other person on defense. And what is that going to do? It's going to cause a huge argument because everybody's going to be defending themselves. Anger management is going to help us to identify how I am feeling at the current moment with the current situation. Does that make sense? Totally does, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, we got to take a quick break. This may be the perfect time. Remind us of how we can reach out to you. Could you share, again, website, phone number, any form of contact? Absolutely. 
You can reach me on my webpage, NTSP Anger Management. You can email me at ntspangermanagementgmail.com. And you can also call me, area code 951-323-1434. I am here to help you with any situation that you may be experiencing to have a more thriving life. All right, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with more. Celebrating Bubby's 70th birthday. Seven months after her birthday. Saying I don't to more postponements. And I do to each other. The life-changing vacation? Just a little later in life. And the taste of some home cooking that's been simmering for months. Sorry, I think this one's mine. Oh, my bad. For all the things that you've been looking forward to getting back to. We've got a plane for that. Visit JetBlue.com for everyday low fares. Has life seemed to have lost its vibrancy? Do you need help sorting through some of the things going on in your life and in your mind and in your heart? Well, I got good news. You are not alone and I am here to help. I am Alice Ward, licensed professional counselor, supervisor, owner, and private practitioner of Transformation Begins Within. Let me help you learn some strategic steps and therapeutic tools to help you on your journey to wellness. You can reach me at transformingmindsets.com. Be mindful, be well, be free. Therapy is my love language. Living comfortably in your home is easier than ever with a little help from Lowe's and AARP. We share a commitment to help people make their homes ready for all of life's changes. Take advantage of helpful videos, tips, and resources to guide you and your loved ones along the way. To learn more, visit Lowe's.com slash livable home. U.S. only. From the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We are here talking today about the benefits of, well, uh, controlling and helping someone with anger management issues. So Suzanne's still joining us live here from Riverside, California, talking about anger and, of course, all that she can help with as an anger management provider to help at-risk children, adults, foster kids, someone that may have been incarcerated, or just the general population. And we're excited to have you here and wanted to talk uh, to you more uh, in the importance about mental health today mental health I am so glad that people are more recognizing mental health is just as important as it is if we go to the doctor for the common cold stomach ache umpteen years ago it was not looked at as a necessity as we would go to our primary doctor Let me go to the neuroscience of our uh, anger management. And we deal with the the amygdala, which tells us to fight or flight. The executive functioning helps us to problem solve, logic, creativity, adapt to a situation. Even if the situation is negative or positive, to help us adapt and to recognize either this is a good situation or I need to do something to get out of it. 
The other part of the executive functioning is the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until the age of 25. And how it's developed is through life experience. So let me use this as an example. We go to the doctor, we have strep throat, we have the flu, whatever it may be, the doctor gives us medicine. That's the tool to get rid of that virus. Our prefrontal cortex develops tools to handle situations. So if we don't have the tool, we can't handle that situation appropriately. That's why we we see two-year-olds, three-year-olds, sometimes even some adults, 50-year-olds, throwing temper tantrums. Because the amygdala is telling us that they're a reptilian part of our brain, that life should be fair. That two-year-old that wants that donut thinks, I should have this. I want it. I will have get it. When the word no comes out, the amygdala is saying, that's not fair. That's unjust. That's not right. So this is where we teach the child and some adults that life is not fair. But how are we going to deal with it? This is where anger comes in and helps us to utilize the coping skills. I call my prefrontal cortex, it's like the mechanic's toolbox. If you've ever seen a toolbox for a mechanic, they have every type of tool in there. They may have 10 different types of hammer. They all do the same work as far as hammering, but different hammers for different materials. That's the same thing with our prefrontal cortex when we develop that coping skill. We may use similar coping skill to a certain situation, but we may use it differently on a different situation. This is where anger helps us to identify which tool to use. Isn't that interesting? Fascinating. I'm, I'm learning a lot from you today. Look, can I be honest with you? Uh, and maybe some of the people on yeah. the same boat too. When I, when I was researching you and you know, knew I had to talk to you today, the first thing that came to mind was the movie Anger Management. I'm sure you've seen it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right? So I'm like, oh, I have right. an idea of what this lady may, may do. And, you know, obviously speaking to you, you do that and above and beyond. <laughs> but it's we all, you know, I think a lot of us suffer with anger management, uh, anger issues, and we need some help in that department. So it's really good talking to you to get to know all the people that could be really benefit from this type of help. And I mean, I, I don't know if you can even answer this question, but normally let me get a general, general question here. How long does it take to work with somebody to start conquering their anger, to start making habitual changes for the best? You know, it's interesting. It can it, it depends on how open that individual is and how proactive they are. I have had a client that was, I believe he was in his 50s, on the very first session, break down and cry because he didn't recognize what his behavior was doing to other people. Then I had clients in that were not open and were trying to justify and rationalize their behavior, and they took a little bit longer to break through. So it's on an individual basis. Once they connect and understand that anger is normal and healthy, and it's it's to help us to be safe and keep our loved ones safe. So it's really on an individual basis. Um how open that person is and how proactive they are. Good to 
know. Thank you so much for answering that. And we still have just a four minutes left in the show and what else did you want to add for today i would like to also add to understand and encourage people to listen to their body language their body indicators because when the amygdala is triggered it sends chemicals out to prepare us to fight or flight one of the chemicals is cortisol we produce that every morning when we wake up as a stress hormone to get us through the day but when there's an abundance of cortisol that's in our blood system, that's why we feel our heart pounding, it's pumping the blood to the proper limbs to get us prepared to fight or flight. But the blood goes up to our forehead. That's why you see people's face turn red. That's what our body automatically does that. And the blood reaches the prefrontal cortex to activate it to say, hey, I need a coping skill. But with the chemical cortisol in our blood, when it reaches the, cor- the prefrontal cortex, it impairs its functioning. It cannot function. Then it sends signals back to the amygdala and says, I'm out of commission. I can't do anything. The amygdala goes into overdrive. That's where you see someone go from zero to 60 to aggression. And you're standing there going, whoa, what just happened? It's because the, the prefrontal cortex is impaired and it cannot function. So I encourage people to listen to their body indicators. Once that heart starts to pound, they, they double up their fist, walk away from the environment. Yeah. The environment is the trigger. And that will help you to calm down. Perfect. Well, thank you for that insight. And wow. And in closing today, let me just ask, now I know you're based out of California. Do you work with people just in person or do you do virtual work with people? And also in I what do, states? <clears throat> yes, I do uh, both. I can work with anybody throughout the whole world because I am not licensed in the sense that a therapist is yeah. only licensed in that state. I'm certified. So I do in person and I do virtual. All right. Good to know. Thank you so much. Well, in closing today, how did you want to leave off? What words of wisdom would you like to share with your audience? I would encourage everyone to use their anger appropriately to help them through their struggles and be able to thrive and succeed on the journey of life. Beautiful. And how can we reach out to you? You can reach out me to my website, NTSP Anger Management. Email me, ntspangermanagement at gmail.com, and or give me a call, 951-323-1434. Perfect. Thank you so much. You have a fantastic day. And again, pleasure getting to know you and speaking with you, and we appreciate what you're doing for so many. Uh, and do you offer an initial like, discovery call if someone's interested in working with you just to see if it's a good fit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. That's great to know. Thank you again for being here and looking forward to the next time we speak again. Suzanne Suzanne Steele, thanks again. Thank you, Jill, and thank you for having me. Thank you. Again, NTSP Anger Management. She's an anger management provider. Susan Steele, reach out and looking forward to the next time we speak. Thank you so much. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. 
And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together, we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.